0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Racking Focus Podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard. And I'm
1: John Doyle. And we're here to see It, Part 2. Am I right? Part 2? It, it, Chapter 2. It, Chapter 2. That's right. Because yep. it
0: comes from a book, It comes right? from a book, yeah.
1: Uh, at the AMC <laughs> Theater in Plymouth Meeting, where we have been seeing movies forever now. Forever.
0: Uh, John, I need to know, What is your favorite Stephen King adaptation?
1: Yeah, so that's like a real challenge, right? There's Uh been a lot of work out there, and I'm gonna say something completely awful. Uh, The original TV version of The Stand. How about that? The Stand miniseries. It's not great, but it's my favorite book, and so I really enjoyed the miniseries.
0: Fair enough. I was hoping you were gonna say, the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, I knew you were hoping <laughs> I'd say that,
1: and I was going to say no, The and the Green Mile sucks too. Like That was me, That was going to be my response.
0: Right. So you just hate Frank Darabont.
1: I, I just struggle with all of that <laughs> stuff, and, and uh, I just listened to an episode of Unspooled to tag it on a uh-huh. podcast, and they were talking about The Shawshank Redemption, and I was like, I'm never going to watch that He's movie. never seen the movie. And I will not watch it. And I bring it. it up a lot. It is now just a, a committed thing. Yeah. I'll be in my grave. You'll be playing it at me in the coffin.
0: Tweet at us please and yell at him at Pod Focus to go see Shawshank Redemption but right. tonight we're gonna see it chapter two I'm excited do you, do you have a question for me well, I, I want to say first that uh, we, look like it wanted, chapter wanted two talk.
1: is two hours and 50 minutes long it's long. so we're gonna look bleary when we come back out and that may be entertaining for you so stick around yeah what um, uh, uh, yeah, no, do I have a question did you did, <laughs> what did you think of the first, uh, of, oh, first I, chapter
0: of I this? really liked the first okay, one. Good. like a lot uh, a lot. And I had to buy it because the streaming sucked or else it was just going to be a bunch of dark like pixels. And Streaming's not good for s- us. It was it like, a, I don't know where we were watching thing. it on, but it was, I had to physically buy it on iTunes for okay, it to like great. work better. Good. So it was, it was really great. I really liked it. So I've been looking forward to this for, since I've seen the movie, it was and, like two like weeks ago. And now you're going to
1: experience it for quite a long time. Yes, so it's great.
0: For, for almost three hours. All so. right, let's do that. All this. right, let's Come on. Good. You're listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. I drank way too much of this in the theater, <laughs> and I'm still not done. I had to go to the bathroom so long in that three-hour movie. Did you see me fidgeting towards the end?
1: I didn't notice you fidgeting towards the end, no. You, can come, you can come
0: up now. Just come on, Just nice. come on up. <laughs> right.
1: Welcome. Just come
0: up. I didn't want to put you through. Too, too much should.
1: conversation about your urine problem? Yeah. That, yeah that seems, oh my gosh. Um, as reviews go, that's uh, a weird beginning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I, cu- I couldn't, if it means anything, I couldn't leave the theater because I was afraid I was going to miss something. And I didn't want to miss something because I thought the movie was good.
1: The people at the end of our row left about, I don't know, 10 minutes before the end.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah.
1: 15. Yeah, they just got up and they. Like uh, on your end? Yeah, she checked her watch and then they took off. It didn't feel like they hated it, although there was a couple of grumbles, but it felt like they needed to leave. It had been long They were
0: cuddling the entire time, I think. I didn't pay attention Well, when I came back up from... uh, I left to to fix the lights because the movie theater doesn't know how to turn the lights off. Turns out I walked right past the light switch because the guy I got came right back in. He was like, you just got to flip these off. So for next time... We know. Next time I know, I I was more so afraid... That um, you literally do the work of the theater? Well, that and I was afraid for some reason those light switches were going to attach the projector or some no. crap like that up in the booth, which is impossible, yeah. but I don't know. They I left the it. lights on for us. So Anyway, I came back up, and they were just full-on like like her head I, was I on I her shoulder. Feel, anyway, uh, that's where it was. I figured they'd cuddled the entire movie. I was afraid more things were going to happen, but I was squished by I, the I two of you, so, so I, I was watching the movie. So. So. All right, um, where do you want to start? Uh, I personally, I want to start in the cinematography realm. Because And then they did this in the first movie. I loved how they attached the camera to people's eyes or faces and, like, just locked on to, like, a a singular object. Everything else moved around it, but it was locked on. Like, they stabilized to your eyes. Um, And they did some really funky stuff with the... um, Native American ritual uh, moment, right? That flashback that Mike had. It was like a flashback slash showing to, uh, to Bill, right? Um, those were the two points that the cinematography really stood out to me. Um, because it made you feel really, really weird. Like you felt drugged, but it wasn't the same effect that I was expecting. Like, Like, you know, like, you know, that drug effect, right. That I'm talking about in movies, but this was a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I, that's what I loved about the cinematography. Specifically, those that camera work. Was there anything that stood out to you? Would the same things stand out to you guys? What do you think? Yes.
2: Yes. I agree. Same and then thing. also, just the with the cinematography. I mean, just the use of color. Which so much of it was oh, manipulated yeah. in, the, in post, obviously. Oh, yeah. But like the park scene in particular. yeah. And you were going blues to green. And the hues were changing in the middle of the scene. Yeah. And it really did... Uh, kind of emphasize what they're going yeah
0: they really they really the color grade especially with um Richie in the park yeah. right completely changed There was a lot of subtle work with that
1: throughout, and I I think they did. That was interesting because we see so much color grade work that's vulgar, like gross, like uh, and both those are the wrong word uh, for contemporary language. I know what you mean. Yeah, like you know, they're they're just so broad. And this Mm. was all very subtle, present if you're you're seeing it and you can be aware of it. But it wasn't about traffic where you're. Every place you go is a different color to tell you something. Right. This was as much about feeling it as it was about telling. So
0: Yeah, and like and it, it changed as the characters uh feelings changed almost, right? Like especially back to Richie in the park, it shifted with his feelings of fear and uh abnormality, right? Like he said it was it's fake, it's not real, it's fake, and it shifted back, he opened his eyes and boom, all of a sudden the color grade shifts all the way back to this unnatural uh, pink, purplish and green color. So, um, by the way, there are spoilers in this episode. I if we didn't say better. that yet, you should know by now. Uh, also, this is Alec. We didn't introduce Alec, but he was on a previous episode of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep. And you probably saw him while by the introduction. Yes, he probably waved or something. Um, anything else you want to add on cinematography? We want to come back to it later. We're not really sure how to do this because this is a three-hour movie and we have only 30 minutes in the car. um,
1: One thing I want to talk about is, I mean, you talked about how they locked on the faces. Uh, You know, the uh, the cinematography, camera work did a lovely job at not losing control in Mm. large-scale action scenes. Yeah. And it's a complex situation to try and deal with special effects and human bodies. Yeah. And they they leaned into things that didn't uh, undercut what we were seeing. And, you know, I, I talked about how much CG is bothering me these days. Right. And it bothered me far less here. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still things I was like, uh, I wish there had been a real thing there. But right. even though that's the case, the it was matched well. It was integrated really well. And... Uh, And we stayed with actors. We constantly stayed with actors' bodies, with their faces, with their emotions, whatever it may be. And with body parts, right? Right. So, And I I thought that that was really, really well done and thoughtful in relationship to a movie that, by the time we're at the end of this, we're in a place that could have been one CG wonderland
0: with human beings completely. Yeah, 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 you could have gotten into...
1: Realm of DC movies, where it's just I'm, a big goal. I'm just thinking of watching Aquaman and <laughs> how angry it makes me. And everyone will hear about that
2: later. So, um, um, how about you? Yeah. So, no, I agree. I, you don't. I didn't lose anyone in any of those big action sequences. I felt like I had a handle on what was going on. Where. Sometimes, even in movies that do it well, there are those moments where you're like, "Wait, what just happened? Like, where? Well, how did they get there?" What yeah, are, yeah. I didn't feel that, yeah. which I thought was really well done. No, I
0: never really I questioned that. where anybody was in the frame or in the right. geography of the location. Right? Like,
2: yeah. And um, ju- just jumping with that cinematography, the mirroring of shots from the first oh, movie yeah. to this yeah. one, mm-hmm. yeah, really gave you that, like, going in on the fridge and all yeah. the the. the Go tight on the bathroom. Yes, yeah, it made you feel reminiscent of the
0: first mm-hmm. film, which is what the characters obviously were feeling, right? Like they remember the fridge, mm-hmm. and you expect Pennywise to come out of the fridge. Instead, they throw the curveball, and it's Stanley with his decapitated head. Uh, like
1: <laughs> that was a sequence and a half. Was, like, was <laughs> yeah, a it lot. Was, yeah, it was a lot. Like, there, given the the easiest answer to that image, <laughs> yeah.
0: that you do. There's no other way to dull that um, down. Uh, and what did you guys think of the casting for the adults uh, from the kids do you think it was spot on do you think it was a little off like how are you feeling
2: I think it was spot on but I slightly disagree with how characterish they played it okay yeah okay but I think visually it was spot on and I think the characters were spot on but like yeah. you kind of have a problem with that you, you know
0: like, I mean. you, like they didn't evolve over the years of growing up Essentially,
2: right? yeah. Like it was almost like Forrest Gumpy, where like mm. the the kid and the adult are so perfectly matched right. that you're like, where that it, it works in uh-huh. that story. But in this one, I'm like, did you really like yeah. you, you forgot everything? But you didn't grow up in all these years. I don't know. Now, could you could you make the argument that they were
0: stuck as? kids in a way from uh, not defeating Pennywise from the first, like was there something like that were they locked in time almost so I think one of the things I would say
1: is this is one of the problems of the three hour film uh-huh. so they made a very conscious effort to solve that problem in the first eight nine minutes of the movie but there's too much movie after it for that to have Stayed and sunk, right? Right. So we watch each of those guys as adults, and they are different in those moments, right? But yeah. it's so short. The phone call comes so quickly, uh-huh. and then we're in. I mean, two hours and four. Like we're in a movie and a quarter. Yeah. Right after that, and so that's a that's a problem of the long film yeah. where if this, I, I don't know if it, had, and I don't want to say cut things, but if it had been shorter, that it, or they had been able to add more time pre the phone call right. that might have not been a problem so like your experience is a legit experience yeah. I think it is a filmmaking issue
2: or, or even if it came at a different point like if yeah. you saw it slowly coming out yeah, we're exactly. drinking around the table right. and suddenly we're getting those the uh-huh. jokes yeah. from the guys and we really start stuttering right. again and, right. but it, it just hit it so hard from the beginning that I was like okay, uh, okay like you're just yeah well i think it's a really legitimate point yeah it's it's true uh
0: it didn't bother me though like it wasn't something that i even thought about until you just brought up Mm. um and i think part of it because i went in i was like okay the only way there you're going to be able to really match these kids or these adults to the kids is based on their personalities because they were also different in the first film uh and yeah like I, I don't know it didn't it didn't necessarily bother me but it is an issue right but like, yeah I just yeah.
2: felt like they were they were overcoming these problems but it was all problems they were having since right. they were kids and then they were acting like the kids mm-hmm. and then their adult lives really didn't play into it right and so I kind of just wished it was the movie again with the kids yeah well I actually buy that
1: completely because yeah. uh and I, I want to I talk about story. It's one of the things I want to say is that this is a movie about nostalgia, right? Like sure. it's so riddled with nostalgic imagery. And as a result, we become nostalgic. Mm-hmm. So like if they don't sufficiently give us the adults for us to want to connect to them, all we want to do is see those kids be loved again, which in a way is what the movie's doing. It's in its own yeah. trap. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really a legit read on, on that problem.
0: Yeah. Um, I mentioned to you, uh, it might have been today or the other day, uh, that, uh, Finn Wolfhard, who plays Kid Richie, uh, was asked, who do you want to, uh, play the adult version of you? And he said, Bill Hader. And he's the reason that, really, that Bill Hader got the gig, who, by the way, I thought was a perfect match, perfect. like, completely spot Amazing. on. Amazing. Yeah. Like uh, actually unbelievable like I didn't realize they even kind of looked they alike looked until <laughs> until this movie. And it, maybe it's just the glasses and the hair and the uh like button down shirt or something. But yeah, they did a good job and I think they did a good job with casting yeah. at least. Um there was the only part that was really confusing for me, and I leaned over to you at one point, i like uh was some of these flashback scenes. Um i was a little confused about i was like this happened before they defeated pennywise right because it seemed like in the first film that everything was like within like a 48 hour period of time or 72 hour period of time right moved pretty quick right um and they clearly didn't show that there were gaps in the timeline in that first movie like i never even thought of them just splitting off from each other in my head they all like they were together for 72 hours straight. Their parents don't care. It's summer. I don't know. Um, and so I was confused when they added, like, these little blocks of time to the timeline. I was like, this is before the clown. Was that confusing to you guys at all? Like, was there any sort of timeline confusion with flashbacks or anything? Was it just me?
2: Not confusion, necessarily. As I'm just wondering if that was something more in the book. Right. Like they kind of split up and they're, they're all gathering stuff. That, it's that, that Lost Boys montage where they right. all go off and right. they're... F- doing the seven things to get ready for the vampire fight. Like if the same similar right, thing right. comes happened because they fought outside in the street or whatever, Yeah, that maybe there was more time there than we were led to. Yeah. Be. I think, I think there has to be because the kid had the entire summer
0: apparently to build this fort, which wasn't in the first movie, was it? No. So that has to be a book thing. I think.
1: And, um, and you know, there's the question of memory. So I, without the book in front memory is an issue and like we they leave. they leaned into that in the opening right. sequence right in the opening uh, narration and so it might be just that memory the the first movie we watched is a memory movie yeah. which we didn't know while we were watching it, right right, uh, because we are as we, we are as blinded to the consequence of that film right as anyone else because we when you leave chapter one for all practical purposes they've won Right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: the movie, I and mean, we were talking about that earlier, like, the movie stands on its own. Like, if chapter two wasn't ever made, like, that's a solid movie from start to finish, and that's it. Like, they won, they defeated Pennywise. End of story. Uh, obviously, Stephen King likes to then come back and just...
1: Yeah, and we spent and we spent time then being like them yeah. in this blind unknown. Yeah, we commit us, yeah. like, us. like People, yeah. some people who read the book, that isn't an issue for. It. But if you haven't read right. the book or watch YouTube right. videos telling you right. what's going to happen, you 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 are living what they are. You can have a
0: connection to that. Yeah, videos. you come in as the viewer. You come in uh, without the, mem- the same with the same memories. The same they place have, they are. Right? Yeah. Um, so you're discovering and, and learning these memories along with the characters. Um, what else do you guys want to talk about? What else stuck out to you guys?
1: Let um, me say something about uh, <laughs> yeah. Steve, a couple Stephen King things. Okay, me, but, yeah. Good. So, like Stephen King makes an appearance, which is charming. Yeah. Yes. All right. Like right. that was really, and it was like well Spaceball, done. It was yeah. It yeah. could have been really awful, and it was really well done. I thought. Yeah. And he's at an age now where he, where that's interesting, right? <laughs> like it's even interesting to see him physically, in the space. And there's this riff on this sto- short story of his called Sometimes. Uh, they come back, which is also mentioned in the movie, and this has reminiscence of it too, mm. all across the board in that opening sequence with the the gay bashing, right. which was a a really powerful way to put you in a place of discomfort um, right yeah. up front, yeah. right uh, like that. And there's the scene. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the scene that's the controversial uh Incest scene that's uh, at least alluded to in uh-huh. the movie that's apparently much stronger in the book, and that that uh, that's another place where we really do get pushed to some place that makes what's happening in the story grounded in right. a real world idea, right? right? So understanding the hate that lies at the heart of Derry right. is very different when you watch that opening sequence, which these kids who are like are brutality yeah. And which we could have just started with Pennywise. Right. And I think that underserves the film. Yeah. The film's better as a result of that opening sequence. No, I agree. And, and I don't know if that's in the book. It strikes me it is not about a gay relationship in the book when this was written. It just seems King was probably not leaving with that. Right. It would have had the same impact. But anyway, that's yeah. a well,
0: and that one. And even then, it ties into Richie's whole story. Right. Um, well, exactly. You know, like they showed him carving as a kid and he didn't catch the other letter. But at the end of the movie, you catch that it's an E, which has to be for Eddie. Um, I, but I didn't pick up on their relationship really until this movie. Like I didn't pick up on it a whole lot in the first film. Mm -hmm. So I don't know like how much that was seeded into this movie or not. Like, um, but I thought the parallel there in the full circle of the, you know, plan and payoff was, was nice um, was nice um what do you guys think how do you think this will be a, be to view as a supercut like you're talking like almost six hours
2: yeah see that what was do you think interesting for me is that like well i was commenting before the yeah. movie that i was wondering if this is going to turn into like uh harry potter deathly hallows thing or like it's stronger together right and i don't think so right. do you think it'll be better to not watch back to back yeah i feel like this I don't feel like these movies were conceptualized together, Hmm. which is weird, but like it felt, uh, although it tied together, it felt different. Okay. Yeah, I
1: agree with that too. I think that that's a really good point. I I don't know if I'd want to watch it either, because I think the nostalgia gets broken Mm -hmm. when you don't have the distance from those kids who were absolutely endearing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And every time they appeared on screen... I. And normally I would be like, oh, just let me see the current movie, kids. And I was like, i oh, god, got so nice to see these. It's films. it's a nice little I, break, right? Yeah. yeah. It says, and they're lovely. Like they're just lovely little people.
0: Yeah. I heard a rumor that the director is planning or has already shot extra footage as a bridge for the, the movies. movies. Oh, to watch it. Yeah, as a, as a supercut. There, I don't know what that footage is what that consists of that's the rumor i heard i don't remember where specifically i heard it, it may have been in a youtube video somewhere or behind the scenes interview but uh if i find it i'll post it in the link sure. of, of the video but uh thought that was interesting i don't i mean i was thinking during the movie i'm like this might actually be pretty good as a straightforward like watch through i don't know if it's going to involve more editing that has to be done if if like the head needs to be cut off and it needs to start in a different part of the movie or if it needs to be rearranged or something, but this is, I mean, I would definitely give it a watch back to back or if we were talking even before we started the film that this would maybe, would this be better as a six part miniseries on HBO or something?
1: Well, I could see the cut. Like I could see a break of that. Like I, I could yeah. see sitting in a room and breaking this that way. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it'd be better or not. I think what this was doing is what it wanted to do, I guess, but I can certainly see that. Yeah. For sure. Uh, what did you guys think about the horror aspects? Like, so this is a horror movie, right? Like, it's yeah. a well, this is
0: as big budget of a horror movie as you get, right? Like, this is as as large scale. Um, I thought personally that there are too many jump scares that they relied on the jump scare too often.
1: There were a lot of jump scares,
0: like to the point to where like every time the the frame was hidden, I was like. All right, he's gonna pop out, and I'm gonna be scared because it literally it's it's like grabbing me rather than like subtly scaring me. Which in the first film, I only jumped
2: one time, and you only jumped one time. We watched it together. But that's what I was gonna say is that the the jump scares they do in in a different way, right? That they actually get me in this one. Oh, which I thought was good, and I yeah, the jump scares were great, but was there too many of them? (laughs) I think there's the issue when you're dealing with a character that's out there all the time and changes form and you get used to it Uh that without maybe that kind of thing, it's less strong and impactful, Mm. like without those tricks as you call them. Right. Um,
0: I don't know. <laughs> I was genuinely not as horrified in this movie as I was in the first film. Uh, I think the first film, uh, Bill Skarsgård's movement scared the hell out of me. Like, just the way he talked, the way he moved. I think maybe it was just the introduction to Pennywise in the first film that really kind of just frightened me. Uh, this movie, I wasn't as fearful after I saw him the first time it was leading up to seeing him i was like man this dude is like legitimate. like if i saw him on the street i'd be scared so i don't that, that's that's funny does that make sense yeah it does yeah i, I still jumped even though
1: i realized the structure of the jump yes yeah, yeah. You know yeah like i was like yeah. oh, it's coming it's, and it's coming and it still got me and it's yeah. a mix of anticipation um, and sound I like. oh, well, yeah, and i
2: sure. i jumped
0: sound when the kid the work, bumped right. into the the crate going down the stairs yeah. or something like that, right? You he did, bumped, in fact. He died, by because uh, it was the sound effect that hits you. Mm-hmm. And so, if you want to talk about sound design, I thought the sound design was mm-hmm. spot on. Like, that was amazing. Um, I would love to go back and rewatch the movie and only listen to the music and the sound, and the soundtrack. I, did you pay attention to that?
2: Yeah. I liked the sound design. I didn't like the soundtrack. Okay. Uh, why? Uh, sound design, like you said, I think it really assisted the film. Yeah. In, in every aspect. Uh, the score was too upfront for me. That's which what I, I know. you are going to In horror movies, uh-huh. it generally is, but the issue is they played with so many different bits of comedy and romance right. that I was going from these like dissonant tones to suddenly an orchestral, beautiful moment yeah. to then suddenly something else. And it was too jarring, uh-huh. like, I, without being on purpose. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't like the score as much, but I did like the sound of time.
1: I, I, yeah, I agree with that pretty completely. I think one of the things that was I thought was interesting in the score was how much they sourced other sounds that you recognize. There was tons of stuff, especially in the, uh, the more nostalgic sequences where we were hearing a song that, not a song, we were hearing bars or notes that are a portion of the melody of something we recognized from some other world. And, and I think if you were to sit down and go through the film, you could find these sort of blocks of stuff. And I thought that yeah. was interesting, but certainly the music felt like it was, it felt uh, labored, maybe labored as a word about those choices, like those twists from A to B or whatever, whatever it is, which is, so there you go.
0: Yeah. I, I had a feeling you were going to say it was like too upfront. Like it was, it was telling you what was almost going to happen yeah. before it happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. I felt that. Cause I did catch myself thinking about it once or twice. I was like, if I'm thinking about the score, it's probably not that good. You know what I mean? Like it's not as strong as it needs to be because it needs to blend in and it didn't blend in. I picked it out. Whereas the camera tricks that we talked about, the stabilization locking under the eyes—that's specifically to make you feel uneasy. Mm-hmm. And you got some Dutch shots, and I know you love your Dutch shots. Both of you actually yeah, love yeah, your Dutch, yeah, Dutch shots, love <laughs> and Dutch that <laughs> was the correct time to use Dutch shots. be you I've been looking shot at your right camera, now. and I think it's it almost might be bothering the crap oh, out yeah, of you. Yeah, you know? Like yeah, I just I, need a straight, straight. Yeah, I don't know. I, I How straight is my Dutch. camera? Is that pretty straight? Yours is straight. Yeah,
1: I mean the audience knows they've been watching for twenty minutes, so. If, you have it, if you're listening on YouTube, go watch and see how screwed up the camera. <laughs> um, so, uh Any other things stick out uh, that we want to talk about in an initial response? I mean, it's so hard. It's I know, uh, there's so much in it.
2: I yeah. just want to say I do not approve of the aging CGI on all the kids. Yeah, you really over to me. He asked okay. if there was that a aging was weird. I, I, th- like that. I, th- I think there was, because Finn Wolfhard looked drastically different. you can make of that boyhood movie where you plan ahead they should have they shot should have shot all
0: of this all of the kid sequences the kids for this gone. movie when they were shooting the previous film, no, I think that's a good point.
1: Um, and I cared less about that, but I can see your point. Right? Yeah, it, it wasn't a big
2: thing, but it, it definitely no. was. I just want to put a point that
0: it was noticeable. Like it was, it was, was because I was like, they look different. Yeah. A weird. and then you leaned over and said, "Are they de aging them like
2: with CGI?" And I was and like, "I think, I think so." It, it wasn't just that it was different; it was different consistently through the whole film. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's one thing. Yeah, but yeah they yeah. were mixing old footage and new footage, and, new footage. Yeah. and I was right. literally going shot for shot going. You? you look different
0: you know yeah yeah good point good point i did think about this throughout the film um i didn't know if this was gonna end well or not um based on all the times that they mentioned that bill's books suck and that his you know suck but his endings suck and mm-hmm. his movie endings suck uh and he just doesn't know how to close like he doesn't right. know how to end uh, and so I was kind of concerned that they were going to play us a little bit, and that this movie wasn't going to end uh, satisfyingly. You know, like I don't know what would have been an unsatisfying ending.
1: Well, if they all died.
0: Yeah, it would have sucked. Like a I mean, you know well, what I'm other, okay, yeah. Well, but, other
1: than, like that would have. Yeah. Been, um, there, there, well, was a, there was a moment where uh, there could have been a lot of death.
0: Like you. Okay. So I, like you truly thought that? Like, are you saying that Pennywise would have won? Yes. So you truly thought like that was no? I did not think that. I'm just saying. See, I wasn't. See, I I knew that there was no way that they're going to make this story end with the clown winning. You know.
2: Yeah, I just need to sit on that ending because it bothers me that they leave the dude behind, but then all their scars are fixed, and like anything that happened to them while it happened is now fine. So
0: you're saying that Eddie should be alive and standing there with them.
2: I mean, like, why even add the fact that their scars are gone? Gl- I, I, I don't agree know. with that. That was a weird
1: thing, It, it, right? it
2: made me so conflicted, because I was like, well, if that heals, like, why didn't, wouldn't... Well, yeah, why isn't the kid alive? I like, guess because he actually died, but... Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still, it's going to take me a little bit to swallow that.
0: Yeah, ending. I mean, that makes sense. Did you like the ending? Did you not like the ending? Did you expect it to be... Difference? Did you not like that they see it? I, I, in my head, I knew from the beginning. Of, excuse me, I knew from the beginning of this movie that they were going to end this with him writing the book, the story. Yeah, like yeah. that's where I, I was like, that's where this is going. That gotten. doesn't, that didn't bother me. What bothered you, other than? Uh, uh, Eddie not reappearing from the grave, reanimating as a another living. There are scars, one way. Did we talk about this in this segment, or was it?
1: We're going to just continue to talk because we don't know, and I'll fix it in edit. Don't really all right, know. It's, trust me. I'll. There'll be it's the black, and there'll be whatever. Look, my brain
0: is fried from that conversation. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, no,
2: it's. it's, 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 it's Pennywise weirdly took like a bullying stance. This movie, Pennywise, yeah, yeah. where it was like weirdly like a, a, a thing to like get at the the now adults, but the 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 kids. Um, and then the solution to the movie was to just bully him, and like I get, if that maybe it's done better in the book, but I was just not not 100 percent on board. You rather would have had him get sucked into a little canister and no the thing close, but like hope or positivity or not just like... bring uh, yeah. cruelty, right. Not, not literally just like bullying him into nothing. Oh, fair. That's what you mean, yeah. yes. It's just like... Yeah, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, telling him he's a crappy being and then yeah. he shrinks into
2: when it's that yeah.
1: danger that weird thing that we see in a lot of films today is that uh, you know we see this ultra villain victimized at the end yeah. in some way like we, we're we, I guess we're supposed to have empathy and I like empathy but it's weird to have empathy for that yeah, figure, creature, yeah. because we can't avoid all of the skulls in the room, right? You know, um, so yeah, I, I I could only think at the beginning of the Dead Don't Die. I'm going to be completely honest with you. When, when they were uh, like, yeah, yeah, I don't like in the book. I'm the book. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's yeah, like this weird, crazy, self-referential filmmaking. And and you know, you know, it, whether that's a tease yeah. or whatever they're doing with that, I don't know. Um, the it is so nostalgic at the end it's, it, it, it's almost it's, that to me was almost too she is it too heavy handed to uh, yeah I felt like there was like three little mini endings um, at the end and yeah. each one was more nostalgic right uh, and then it's I mean it, it, great because people some people are going to really need that of to get yeah. out of it yeah, yeah. Uh, so wow, this is a wacky night this is a wacky night of podcasting what
2: what is even that, sound? that I think a truck will tire. This is a noisy place anyway this theater. No offense to the But theater. yeah, it it just like handled modern day situations oddly. Yeah. Um yeah. in a way in a time where everything's scrutinized and you have to be careful about things, having someone fulfill their role in the group by killing themselves. It's weird, weird, weird statement. Uh-huh. The way they did yeah, no, it. It's, it's, look, point.
0: it's it's. I mean, again, I'm sure it happened in the book. You know. Yeah. Um. So I think like you're talking like wh- I don't know when this book was written. It was before 1990 because that's when the first. F- yeah. series came out right so I don't know politically uh, as far as like a uh, political correctness or like whatever ha- like I don't know what has changed I don't know what has transferred from the the written page to the movie today touch that mic sure. um, I don't know I, like but I'm just saying I, I think don't know. could have been crafted better yeah it, did it seem rushed at all to you or did it feel did it feel slow did it feel fast like what do you guys it, think like the movie or the ending? Like the movie, like, or sorry, the ending of the movie. Did the did it just all of a sudden end, or as far as like the the confrontation with Pennywise? Because there was like we said, there was the multiple nostalgia things tacked on. But um, did the confrontation with Pennywise take too long? In your opinions? No, no, I don't think so. It was kind of what you expected
2: with when they this, compartmentalized it really uh-huh. interestingly really. they kept moving um, yeah because then they they went off in their own little worlds yeah, and had right. their own things and it did give you that chance to breathe in a couple moments and they found ways to work in comedy yeah so it wasn't just like twenty minutes of a crab person attacking you yeah right um, right, right and each of the horror moments were different so they were unique in their right. either
1: pair the each of the pairs or individuals they had uniquely specific horror experience
2: and the couple then comes together with the yeah. same thing and it represents their Ocean.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, the, uh, let's ask the broader question: Did the uh, full movie was it was it moving too slow? Was it did it move too fast? Was the pacing off? Because that was the one concern that we all had, I think, going into the film. Uh, after seeing that this is two hours and fifty minutes, uh, it's a long movie. We were concerned, I think, that it was going to be slow. Did you guys feel like the pacing was off or anything?
2: Uh, no, no, yeah. it didn't feel like a three-hour movie to me. Yeah. But I do think the pacing of the plot was weird. But I don't think the actual pacing of the was weird. Okay. And I have to
1: say there's things we've seen that were two hours that I felt like I'd been in the seat longer. Yeah. But really, oh. seriously. Oh. I think yeah, it, for sure. I think it was well paced. I do think it might really be the story may be served extraordinarily well as this broken into three episodes over two years instead of two. Over two years, but that's a quibble because right. they did their work. Yeah, right. Um, I would, I can just imagine that there's a really good, like six episode, broken over two right. years, miniseries to have the same nostalgic feeling that might be really interesting. Yeah, for someone to produce.
0: Well, I, I mean, we, we're we're seeing so much long form content now that people are really gravitating towards that. So I wonder how well it would do in another ten or fifteen years when it's re-produced uh, for. For Netflix or whatever streaming service, in you know, in or whatever years, whatever there. service is there, because um, you know what's going to happen. Like, there, this will again be recreated. I'm sure.
1: Um, so, what I want to talk to you guys a little bit about yeah. is Stephen King's problem with science fiction and fantasy versus horror. And when, uh, so Lisa and I sat and watched the first It and she was not, interested. she doesn't like horror at all. She was not going to sit and watch it with me. Yeah. And by two thirds of the way through the film, she decided she could watch it. And the reason's because it's an adventure film, not a horror film, really. Interesting. It, there, this is Lord of the Rings. We, we Like we watched Lord of the Rings today. We watched Harry Potter. Like I think you're an right. example of that. It's just Harry Potter that's imbued. with with rich horror tropes that work it's not a belittling of it just like they' you know there's all of these tools and King writes that in so many of his books like so many of his books feel like horror but they're really adventure stories mm-hmm. or they're science fi- like this is a science fiction story right there, it, there's aliens in this story and if right. you if you were to tell this you'd be like that sounds like a crappy science fiction story so the telling of it's done really well right. but it is science fiction and fantasy they're going on an adventure we have the kids going on an adventure and it goes underground and it follows all these Traditional tropes of the hero's journey, like all of that. And I just think it's really interesting about Stephen King and that this particular film really into that yeah. even with the jump scares mm-hmm. um, and that means it's a safer film to watch as a viewer and, and I, th- I think the same thing about Us like I think Us ends up being this sort of for sure, it bends the genre Yeah. you know Yeah. Uh, but this movie isn't Harry Potter or whatever because the use of body horror and jump scares and uh, and all of the other tropes that they use very effectively but I just sort of want to bring that up especially yeah. for reviewing that I, I think that just, we are in this weird genre place, and the slippage is is fascinating to me because I would never say that midsummer. Is an adventure film? No, uh-huh. right. That's a horror film. No, yes. You know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I know what you're um, saying. Yeah. And uh, and I think this is distinctly different. Yeah, uh, in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and the, they, the cinematography, the potentially that's one of the problems with the soundtrack, right? Mm-hmm. It, and they they lean into that a little bit yeah. in the filmmaking here. Right. So
0: it's, it's worth. Reading. No, I, I think you're right. Um, I think it is like a weird genre bending. Like I, I have not seen the. First, uh, it with, uh, with Tim Curry. Okay, I have not seen it. I, I just watched like three quarters of it on cable. Like I imagine, it is drastically different. Is it drastically different? Uh,
1: um This they stay close enough to the story okay. that although it's and they cut out all anything that's. Like the incest stuff, like that stuff. Like, it's really problematic right. when it was made. Right. But uh, it, there's a lot of similarity. But okay. It's the actors are all really comedic actors playing the adults. Huh. And there's a difference in the weight of that. Right. Um, that's there. I
0: mean, it, and you and would you say, it. is Pennywise creepier in this oh, version? This is creepier, for sure. Like, he's a scarier uh, villain. I mean, Curry does a nice job. Oh, right. uh, but this is creepier. Scarra is creepy really he's creepy yeah he's he scares the, the crap out of me but um, yeah I think you're right though I mean it is it's a fantasy movie it's sci-fi movie I mean Pennywise is a demon that just loves the
2: clown form That's right or he's a science fiction creature it from it outer like, space yeah right yeah I agree. Just because there's horror elements doesn't necessarily mean it's like a, a, a horror. horror or a scary right. story, you know? Right. Um, I mean, you get jump scares in and, and, Harry Potter, and, I think. And, I think you're getting those in Harry Potter. You're, you might get them in Lord of the Rings. Right, I was about to say, like, there's, there's awful moments like when... Voldemort has the, the witch hovering above the table oh, and like no, yeah, 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 yeah. terrifying images, but yeah. it's not a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. Um, yeah. And then you do have these genre bending things like uh, Haunting of Hill House that's yeah. on Netflix. Oh, it. like, so it's good. a family drama, but it's a horror yes. Yes. family right, exactly. drama. Yes, that's right. Where yeah. this one, I do agree that I think it is more it's fantasizing to watch but right. like horror movies a lot of times I want to turn away uh-huh. you know what I mean like you where, just like, want to look at the image where this one yeah. I'm like kind of drawn to him and that that's yeah. part of the well and that's part of the draw, That's right. Too. and that's what Pennywise
0: is right like it makes right. you right. you want to look at him so that you're sucked into this uh, the dead light right yeah, um, yeah. and so like it, it yeah you're, you're feeling the same way these characters feel towards this clown um, but it makes you wonder like should horror movies stop being strictly horror? horror films or should they be first and foremost a different type of film with horror elements um, would that make horror movies better like I have not seen the Baba Duke you are a Baba Duke fan would you say that that is a strictly horror
2: movie or is that another is that another type of genre with horror elements no, it's 100% horror film. okay yeah i agree like if Wait. people when people will ask me like oh you're into horror movies what should i watch I'm like, okay, do you like psychological stuff? Do you like thrillers? Right. Do you actually want to be scared or do you just want to be freaked out? Right. Like, what what are you going for? Right. And so I think those distinctions are being made nowadays. And people didn't worry about them in the early days of horror yep. as much. Um, right. But... Well, the early days of horror, you're talking Dracula and... No, I'm talking like you're, Cav- you're talking Dr. Me. Caligari. Yeah, okay. exactly. They're just throwing weird images at you and it's unsettling At the end. You're like, oh, no. Like it's right. it's it started out very raw. And yeah, it, it's, it was always the Horror moves were always the lowest budget. It was the people. Oh yeah, for who, sure. Who were just trying to get into it, and they were trying new things, and they were testing right. things. That's where you're getting these weird angles from. Right. That's where you're getting all these different filters they were putting in front yeah, of yeah, lenses, yeah. and that's then used in other genres. Right. In different ways. Right. Um. But yeah, they, it's it's a hard distinction to make. But I agree that it's more more fantasy it's more adventure because the little girl at the beginning when he's like holding the bug like i know it's not gonna end well right but i'm like go like i want to see what happens you know what i mean like whereas a lot of other horror films i'm like get out of there what are you doing uh, yeah, absolutely
1: yeah. i think that that's a good call i think that's a good uh, way of looking at it here. yeah so all right, Well, right, let's rate let's we're rate down to, down
0: to, um rating system is changing a little bit. Right. Instead of a 1 through 10 rating, we're going to do a uh, sort of a rating of, you want to explain this because yeah, this so is your here's idea. Here's going to do. I,
1: I can't stand <laughs> the numbers. It's making me crazy. It's meaningless. And so it's going to be uh, must see, go see it, uh, wait for it to come on cable, you can skip it, avoid it. There we go. There are five. That's great. Okay. Alright. Uh, Makes sense? That's yes. great. So yeah, what do you think?
0: That's perfect. Um... This lands in, like, a... What was the first one? Must see. This one lands in, like, a... This one is, like, a go-see-it. Okay. Only if you've seen the first one and liked the first one. Like, I watched the first one at home, uh, and I was actually perfectly happy seeing it at home. Like, that was not... I didn't feel like I missed out in the theater. Uh, This is, like... And in-between of, like, wait for it to come out on DVD, uh, or just go see it in theaters if you want to go see it. Uh, it
2: wasn't like you need to go to the theater to see this okay, type cool. of movie, you know? I agree. As long as you have a good enough sound system at yes. home, wait to see it on cable. Yeah. And your TV me. isn't running on I don't, auto. I don't think it is um, necessary for the theater, unless, like, you just really are into the story and want it, right. Want yeah. that experience. Um, I think it was good it was a good movie uh, I don't think it was as good as the first one yeah but I would say just yeah watch it on I still see it when it, oh yeah. definitely see still it. see it yeah. yeah um but you don't have to like run out tonight Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah,
1: I'm th- I sort of in the same category. It's a movie you should go see, especially if you like the first one or if you like Stephen King. Mm. But I don't think that you have to see it in a theater except for sound. I think that that's like the right call. Yeah. Uh, and if you care about spoilers, which I think are almost important in this film in some ways. Do you follow me? Yes. Hey, this story's been out for some You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But, like, if that's important to you, you you want to have the real shocks because I think jump these jump scares are going to have less impact yeah. in your home. Pro- yeah. On a smaller screen with, with a so not-as-great sound yeah, system, for sure. But I don't think this is a must-see in the theater uh, in the way I probably think about the farewell, to be honest.
0: No, farewell, I would enjoy just as much at home.
2: But yeah. yeah. But still, that's a movie you need to go go see. Right. Go get like, yeah. That's the thing I always tell and anyone who tells me they didn't like a horror movie they watched, I say, Where did you watch it? Yeah. Nine times out of ten? On my laptop. Yeah. Yeah. like, you need the audio. Yep. Audio is so important. Yep. So. Uh, yeah, for horror films, it's, it's like 80% of the movie. Yep. George Lucas talks sound about bar.
0: sound being half the film, but yeah. for horror, it's really like 80-20 yeah. sound to visual. Like, it's it's crazy. When that? And when we're talking about a
1: good sound system, we're talking about a good sound system. Uh, yeah. Not like, <laughs> not like your TV and you it's think not speaker your TV speakers sound good. Yeah. Get like
0: a sound bar. sound bar. Yeah. Heck, yeah. yeah. even if you're going to watch on your laptop, put some headphones, put some headphones yeah. on. You know, that's good enough to where you're going to get the surround sound vibe, so... I
1: mean, the other thing I would say about the danger of watching this at home, although I think it's fine to do, I don't think this is served well by commercials, this movie. No. Um, no. I don't think it's served well by pausing to go to the bathroom, perhaps, oh. or... Uh, yeah, sorry for your <laughs> problem. Or go make a sandwich. Like, I think all of those... This is a movie that if you're watching at home, you want to commit to it. Yeah.
0: Do not to watch down. this when it comes on AMC. Just... Just rent it. Right, know, and don't watch it on TV where it'll be don't, nine hours long with yeah, commercials. Yeah, don't watch it anywhere where there's commercials. Just sit down and watch the movie from front to back. If you're really brave, you can sit down and watch the first one and the second one. I think you should do that, and you should do a mini-report to see if it worked. Okay, I can do that once it comes out. Yeah, there you go. Because I can't yeah. do, that. I do so, that. So, But maybe I'll do that. Yeah. And maybe if there's some extra footage, I'll let you know what that extra footage Good. is. Good, that's great. Yeah, that'll be fun.
1: Cool. All right, it's time. Let's do it
0: you it does okay. my car does not rev even when i'm pressing the pedal we'll be back in just a minute with the rest of our conversation hey guys welcome back to the rack and focus podcast uh we are back for the second half of the show where we're talking about it chapter two um we should thank alec
1: again for being oh, there with yes. us in the car uh,
0: thank you alec it was great. It was very nice of you yeah it was good it was a good conversation with him he's always mm-hmm. down for a horror movie um and i watched i watched the first it with him on this couch like i don't know a week or so before we went to see it really? so yeah and he hadn't seen it before and i thought he did so it was oh, that's it, great it was a good home viewing as far as like home viewings go oh, and you have so, a sound bar so and we have a sound bar which good. we established that you should have for this so okay. um so uh where do you want to start you want to start with these reviews again uh, what do you want to do?
1: Yeah, let's do. Let's go reviews first. Let's talk about a couple of reviews. Do you have anything? I can start if you. You want to start. start. You go
0: for it. I, th- I think I started reviews the last couple of times, so we'll um, let you go first.
1: Yeah. So I, um, the review that I I looked through a pile of different reviews, but the review that I found that I thought was particularly interesting comes from uh, the surprisingly uh, titled uh, website bloodydisgusting.com. Nice. Uh, which also, in fact, has an app that you can download. You can download the Bloody you can Disgusting app. the Bloody Disgusting app, which, to me, is worth the entire review. Um, so the review starts like this. I don't know what's the hell happening is happening in the background. And they can't hear it, right? So we're the only ones hearing the noise from behind us. Um, if you're looking, uh, so BloodyDisgusting.com, uh, William Bibbiani wrote this review. If you're looking to scream and spill popcorn, It Chapter 2 might very well be the horrifying roller coaster you've already wanted, always wanted. But if you're looking for a worthy follow-up to the previous It film with satisfying drama amidst all the bloodletting, you might be in for a little disappointment. The film is entertaining and full of shocking scares, but it doesn't make nearly as much of an emotional impact as the first half. I guess, bonkers mythologizing a flashback structure that shortchanges every character and jokes that diffuse way too much of the tension can do that sometimes. So there you go. That's the opening line. I mean, think it's bold and very specific and clear about uh, the feelings of the reviewer. Um I want to say that coming from bloodydisgusting.com that feels like not the review I would have expected hearing yeah. a lot about the drama. What do you think about that?
0: Uh I think I disagree with the um undercutting of tension with the humor because I think that that's a r- actual coping me- mechanism that people will use when they're afraid. Like it just happens and you cast Bill Hader for a reason, you know? Um who I thought was perfectly cast. I thought all the actors were I think we talked about this in this first segment i thought every actor was perfectly cast for these roles um so i disagree with the humor uh, undercutting that tone a little bit because i think it was fine um i didn't have any issue like i was like man that really kind of from what i remember anyway i don't it was a couple days ago right but (laughs) and it was three hours and it was three hours long so i don't remember everything that happened but i thought the humor was fine i didn't have an issue with that but i i agree with pretty much the rap my review is some not necessarily too similar but it's similar enough
1: yeah, the thing that i would add to this is i think that the emotional impact is strong i just think the emotional impact is directed in a way that yeah. feels different like i said i think yeah. it's nostalgia instead of the intimacy of their experiences that overarching nostalgia pulls away from that. Yeah. but i don't think that belittles some of the moments especially haters performance in relationship to his own gender identity discovery stuff or reveal. I thought that some of that was really had some impact. I thought that opening scene with the beating of the gay couple is really... This started pretty strong. Yeah, Well,
0: and and the thing is too, like, uh, it would be more of an issue I think if Bill Hader only played the comic, but you see actual tragedy in his life at the end of the film. Uh, And so it's okay because you can clearly see that he is coping with all of this, through the use of humor, you don't get that same humor with um, Bev, you don't get that same humor right. with Bill, you don't get that humor with anybody other than uh, Eddie and Eddie and Richie. Right, and you that's get
1: it. that humor present in the flashbacks, but mm-hmm. that's still the key yeah. humor. So, and it's,
0: it's their character, that's right. who they are as Great. people. Um, so I don't have an issue with the humor in any way. Um, How about yours? My review is from Christy Lemire from RogerEbert.com. Okay. Uh, she says, in the original, Uh, sorry Uh, it chapter two works best when the numbers of the self-proclaimed loser clubs are bouncing off of each other their banter infused with a sparkling mix of hormones humor insecurity and camaraderie unfortunately Muschietti and uh, Doberman spend a lot of their time keeping their perfectly picked actors apart on individual adventures which drags out the drama and slows down the the momentum that's part one of what I'm going to read do you agree with that disagree with that
1: I do think that there's some momentum issues in mm-hmm. this film, so some of that makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, I, 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 mean, part of what I loved about the, the first film was that they're together the entire, exactly. the entire movie. And I mean, you posted about um, Stand by Me, um, and again, the kids are together the entire film, and that's where the mat. It's the same reason the Goonies is fun to watch. The kids are together the entire time, bouncing off each other. The chemistry is there. Um, so yeah, I think that it definitely slowed down the momentum. Um, like I pretty much agree with what she's saying and In here. the book, it's different, right? In yeah. the
1: book, you're pacing yourself. Um, I, and I would say, as a caveat to that, those last sequences where they're in pairs uh-huh. are much more effective.
0: Is when they're just together. It's it's good. Like even if it's just they're paired off. Right. Um, like the, one back. of the best scenes was when they the reunion in the in the Chinese mm-hmm. buffet in the Oriental uh, uh, house there. Right. Like there's there was. lot of humor there was nostalgia and then there was horror Um, you got all of that together um, and they're the chemistry that all these actors share is so strong so um, that was the first part Uh, the second part Uh, first though the members of the losers club must spread out across town and find totems from their youth as part of a ritual to purge Pennywise from existence they do it at Mike's insistence part of the Native American subplot that also exists in, in the source material. It's absurd and it's a distraction. Excising this element of the story would have made the film as a whole leaner and stronger. Uh, I want to say I agree with that as well because it that entire subplot didn't even play out correctly. Um, like they failed, which is, which is great. Like failure's fine. One of the big issues that a lot of people have with, I'm going to talk Star Wars for a second, The Last Jedi, is that they say that this entire movie is pointless um and so it's slow because it's pointless like and yeah they didn't succeed in that film is what in what they were trying to do the main characters completely failed but they took them on this journey to somewhere else and i'm okay with it because you need to see your characters fail sometimes um in this it felt like they just kind of tossed in this little section because they didn't know what else to put there and yeah it's in the source material but maybe it could have been cut for the film and maybe it could have been uh i I don't know what they would have done instead i can't speak to like rewriting the movie because i haven't read the source material at all but um it would have been nice because they would have kept the group together a little bit maybe there could have been some more mystery of what they were trying to to figure out how to defeat him together
1: well at least one of the characters the totem is with the character already. Right. And as a result, that character could have gone with someone else. Some pairing of those moments, right. which might be a way to break the story to make it drive more yeah. clearly. Or having connected the locations of some of those decisions. Yeah. So the bike is in the place right next to the arcade, right? That movie theater. Like if right. you've been able to pull some of those actions, right. they might have been able to tighten it. And it's about breaking
0: Yeah and adapting. Yeah. Right? And what they did, right? Like they I mean they obviously played into the uh horror trope of Everybody split up, uh, which somebody says, "No, let's not do that." Have you ever right. watched a movie? Uh, it would have been better to, I think, just keep them together. Have them search for their their totems at this. I mean, they found uh, they found stands right right in the beginning mm-hmm. together. Right. Um, Eddie already had his inhaler with him. Like he didn't need to right, go exactly. searching for anything. Uh, it would have been very simple for them to go to Bev's apartment. To go to, which by the way, I think that was the best scene of all of the totem finding scenes. Agreed, um, they did that one right, the one with Stephen King. Like as much as it was, it was nice to see Stephen charming. King, and great. Right. But I expected him to turn into, uh, to Pennywise, this thing. Whatever, yeah, yeah this, into something. If it's a gray granddad's uh, leper thing shooting slime at you, or if it's a gray naked granny. Like I don't know. He was, I expected him to turn into some gray ghoul, essentially. But well,
1: for all of us, we that was a double pop right So yeah. we could we could have cut that whole bike thing and gotten to that's like just a pacing bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We could cut that bike thing as charming as it was well because the
0: bike wasn't his thing
1: right ex- exactly. I thought it was his that's thing for mean, the longest right. time
0: until he showed up with the hat
1: right and the, or the, the boat the, the, I guess right boat. it was the and boat he, yeah he went that whole scene got him to that no. great again, and that's fine, but he could have easily, could have easily, just, have easily walked just walked, walked to his house, right? And seen the little kid there, yep. and all of that could have just tightened up. And it's cute, the Stephen King stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, but probably it, great in the book. Like I'm sure, I'm, uh, if that scene's in the book, probably a great scene to read in the book. I don't think it was necessary for yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, For the, the battle they're fighting, and we at least should address this. We can do it right here. Yeah. Is the battle between the Stephen King fans and movie making. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do you make the choice to get the fans who are going to support your film unhappy or not? Yeah. And I think over and over we see in this, they made a choice not to alienate those fans.
0: Yeah. And it's different probably when you're reading the book. Obviously, the director has read this book. If he hasn't, there's a serious issue. Um, but you know, <laughs> like I'm sure he's read the book, and like as somebody who has read, uh, you know, novels and uh, you know some other things, short stories, and been like, man, this would be good as a, this would be good as a film or a or a short film or something like that. I part of me wants to stay true to what the original writer has has written, uh, and it's hard to separate yourself from the text at that point. So maybe this was just sort of the thing, like he loved the scene in the book, and he just wants to keep it in there because it's a charming bit and. Ultimately, maybe you just need to make that cut and get, you know, shave six minutes off the film or four minutes, however long it is. Um, well, One so. in
1: 250, cutting minutes off. Every minute is a good minute. Every minute cut. is a good minute to cut. Yeah, um, let true. me quickly just read... Uh, one other bit of a review and and primarily this is because it's from the hindustan times i'm sure we're not going to quote again in the near future interesting uh and we've done a couple of asian films recently so i thought we would yeah yeah uh Uh, it it, chapter two is overlong and indulgent it is a better drama than a horror movie Mm. it chapter two uh featuring outstanding performances from the lead actors has a poor third act unbearably long well, this is where it gets harsh unbearably long yet brimming with ambition which is such a hard review It Chapter 2 is a film that wow. seems constantly at odds with itself it rears to rise above horror movie cliches and yet often succumbs to the trappings of the genre yeah. and then it goes on and there's a lot and it's actually a pretty good review And if, uh, except for the fact that a domino Sugar ad pops up whenever you try and scroll <laughs> down no matter how many times you scroll down the ad Uh, it's you know I I think that there's a that that's too strong for me. Yeah. Like the review loaded is different than poorly paced or Uh feels and self indulgent feels problematic too. And I think that might be a misread of nostalgia.
0: Right. Um, I want to talk about one more thing. Yeah. Um, You know what I missed looking back on the film? I missed Pennywise because I didn't feel like he was actually in this movie, even though he was in the same way. He wasn't in this film in the same way he was in the first chapter. Yeah. Um, absolutely. There's, I am haunted by the movement that Bill Scarsgard <laughs> brought to the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, his performance is equally as vocal as it is um, movement based and uh, nonverbal, you know? Um, I, missed, I missed the weird that he brought. Instead, in this film, I feel like the majority of the time we saw him, he was a large CG version of himself. Um, right there's an enlarged head. He's humongous. He's larger than life and I cannot, like the, like the fear of him being a regular sized being in the first movie is scarier than him being a large spider-like creature. Um, I'm not, I mean, yes, I'm scared, but like it doesn't feel like a I can't relate to that.
1: There's a distance. And one of the other things they do in the first film is they use darkness. Mm -hmm. And here they often Mm -hmm. start in darkness but really quickly bring it into full light. So I thought that the sequence in the funhouse had some very strong... Mm-hmm. moments in I mean, I thought that was a really nice moment. Yes, he's in there working. Yes, but we do have a whole lot more of Pennywise's face yeah. as opposed to Pennywise's body.
0: Yeah, it's it's largely his. Like the the two scariest moments for me in it, chapter two, was when he <laughs> he ate both of those kids but, because he is this close to them. Like he is he is on their level. He's not this gigantic thing. One uh, well, that you know in the
1: beginning when we're looking across the river and we can see his whole body holding. The, yeah. Uh, the, broken right gay man's body i mean that 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 moment was and because it's physical we can see Uh his interesting physicality in that moment yeah i think that's a great point yeah that
0: so i missed him in this movie because i didn't feel like i got him in the same way that i got him in the first Mm -hmm. film i think his performance was still fine it was great but like i'm looking i'm thinking back to what he did in in it chapter one and you i I can still see him coming out of the refrigerator and like, and they referenced it with like the weird dance that he does. Uh, I can still see him, uh, dancing on his weird carriage platform thing. Um, his movement out of the water in the basement in, in the first movie, like there's so many things that he does that freak you out. Um, in this movie, I felt they too heavily relied on, um, the, other ghouls that he's transforming into right Right. the old lady the leper um just like these random things um it's just it got old um i wanted pennywise not these other these other beings and i missed the sense of lurking um in this movie there wasn't uh you know in in the first film i'm constantly watching the background um and i'm seeing like the creepy librarian completely out of focus just staring over at at uh ben reading this book and he has no idea that she's there. And it's so frightening. Um, I spent a lot of the time in this movie watching the background and not watching the characters. And I didn't see anything that was like Pennywise lurking. Um, and I missed that. I missed that sense of like somebody's looming over you and watching you at all times. Yeah. The
1: risks in this film are immediate risks that the actor characters themselves are putting themselves in instead of they're in a position of safety and Pennywise and it is present Mm -hmm. creating the danger. I think that that's an interesting uh, review. And, And you know, those guys, when they go on their individual journeys, I didn't feel like they were at risk.
0: Right. Well, because you knew it's Act Two, they have to they have to make it through. To...
1: Well, some one could have gone right, but you know we can't lose Bev because she has a dramatic arc she's working through, and right. suddenly you're in a position of right. Over oh, and we're not going to lose any of them because they all have work to do in right. Act Three.
0: Right. Well, and you know you already lost Stanley, so. Right. You're like, That's okay, right. the majority of these kids, if not all of them, are safe until the end. If we're going to lose somebody, it's going to be during the fight at the end. And then and, and, and you do. And do. So. so.
1: Okay, good. That's good.
0: Well, what have um, we got? Do you have any, is there any images from the film that has kind of remained in your head? I think
1: that, that and we've seen it in the trailer, the image with Pennywise on the big bunch of balloons outside is right. visually interesting. I thought in the background of that moment, all those folks, as they freeze up mm-hmm. in that time, I thought that was actually a beautifully shot moment with yeah. the with Hater being in focus and the rest of the gang out of focus. But
0: that's the only lurking that happens in the yeah, entire really film. Really, present, yeah. really, really, present. Yeah. And the color grade with that too, was, um, the camera. Mo- yeah. All of that was, was pretty strong. I agree with yeah,
1: that. Yeah. The, the, uh, from an image standpoint uh the biting of the kid not the big mouth opening jumping forward but the actual biting mm-hmm. and that image in the beginning that i mentioned yeah across the river yeah. i think that the, actually that whole opening sequence with the beating which you know so leans into the short story sometimes mm-hmm. they come back it feels like that the, i think a lot there was a lot of good the use of the hat all yeah. of that stuff i thought was really, really really well done and visually interesting um i did I want to call out body horror real briefly, though. The When the insect arms, the spider arms, come out of the corners of the eyes, Yeah, to, uh, that's oh, a body yeah. horror moment I don't care about. like. Yeah. So that's an image yeah. that might have impact. Right. But for me, actually, that feels...
0: She, it's not the horror you came here to see. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh,
1: and I thought that the woman in the background, there was some lurking with the old woman in the house. I thought that worked pretty.
0: well Oh yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Right, but you know, from the second that like you go in there, right. that this lady's off, uh, and so her lurking is is uh, different than the lurking of the librarian or of the stranger on the street sure. or of you know like even if or or the even the um the pharmacist right he's a different type of lurker he's not necessarily under control of pennywise it feels like but he's definitely way off uh he's some other stuff he has to work through um
1: when that might be the one of the things we can say generally about the movie is it feels less like dairy is infected mm -hmm. in this film yeah yeah like Mm -hmm. they're fighting an individual Mm -hmm. creature in the first movie the city is sick yeah which we also see in castle rock right in the miniseries
0: castle uh so yeah like i think i think you're right in that it feels like he's only there focused on the kids now adults rather than trying to uh trying to capture as many kids as possible right um it feels like he's really only there way he needs to get rid of these kids so he can move on with his life and Return to, to normal, essentially.
1: One other thing I want to mention, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the bully, the bully who returns at the beginning of the uh, movie? Uh, Brower? Is it Brower? Brower? I don't remember his name. You look uh, it Bowser? A Bowser, it's yes. It's not Bowser. It's, it's uh, okay. so, from Super Mario, yeah. Like, so uh, uh, let me say this. Chapter uh, I think that was the most underused, like having that character not appear would have been the movie would have been just as effective we could have cut a crap load of time off this film by getting rid of whatever happened in that asylum all of that gone the moment of him spilling out of the like the unflashbacked flashback moment of him spilling out of the uh the waste bin of the the you know the output of the sewers all of that seemed like a whole lot of wasted time when anyone could have been infected by it and tried to stab them in that room and it would have affected us in the same way yeah there was no emotional impact there the bully didn't make sense those kids at the beginning could have easily been the ones who did it
2: bowers
1: bowers bowers and so that to me was one of those moments where that may have been serving king fans we sh- it would have been great, mm-hmm. and maybe they thought that in the beginning too. Maybe when he died, there was such a backlash, yeah. internet-wise, that they responded by returning him. But uh, that killed yeah, well,
0: him. and and he stabbed Eddie right in the face. Whoa. Like I was really surprised that Eddie wasn't just down and out for the rest of the movie because that would hurt. Well, and Eddie like it need, was like right yeah, here. And doesn't he
1: need like a bandage on the inside of his mouth as well as on the outside? Like, like well, oh, well it, it
0: like I don't know how his jaw just wasn't like like he stabbed him like right he in this really muscle like right that's through the bone like you would not be bad. you would not be talking or walking through that and like, I, that's
1: and that's weird but if they do it they could have used anyone and saved us like really like 15 minutes
0: uh huh yeah time. well they could have just got rid of that whole side story and it wouldn't right. have mattered at any way exactly anyway. they did not an effective anyway.
1: job ending that character in the first film yeah so to return him doesn't help us mm-hmm. and pennywise doesn't need henchmen
0: no yeah. Like in the first exactly. film, I understand why Pennywise It would have almost mention. been better if Pennywise just turned himself into Bowers.
1: And done that act. Yeah. Or anyone on the street, the person the person who runs that yeah. hotel they were in, who right. they never saw, just does that
0: act. Right. You just want it to, to be under the control. Because you know Bowers isn't under the, his control, he's just a maniac. Right. And it's not scary Mm -hmm. because he's just a maniac. And maybe that's partially what Stephen King is relating to in the book is like, well, the clown's pretty evil, but like we as humans suck, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe that's what they're going for. Um, Ask me about a movie that does this better.
1: What movie does this better, Josiah? It Chapter One. Uh, uh, And there you go. Good. Well done.
0: (laughs) Um, I want to say Midsummer also does this better. I I think so, too. if you haven't listened to our midsummer review yet, please go listen to that. Um, That's a few uh, items back in the feed, but uh, I will not watch that movie again, I think. Um, And if I do, it'll be years from now when I've had time to, um, you know, talk myself through it a little bit more. I'm going to
1: watch it when but not tell Lisa so when she walks in the house she oh, sees God. someone jumping She'll... off the cliff.
0: And it's it's the it's the horrific imagery. Um when I talk about images that are have remained in my head, that movie does it so well. Um freaks you out, movie that takes place completely in the daytime in what seems like a pretty safe colony and there's not uh violence really other than it's self-inflicted violence, yeah. it feels like um, even if you weren't the one who did it to yourself, what you've done is like you've pretty much by by doing the action. These characters in Midsummer they've done whatever action they've done to cause the effect mm-hmm. of their demise. Um, and so I like I think Midsummer did this better than it as a, as a thriller, a psychological type movie, a, a movie about a group of Adults who are um, in search of something, um, whether it's a thesis to write on or a a creepy clown you got to kill. The horror is just stronger in midsummer. I think.
1: Yeah, I think that that's true. I want to say that uh, I would see the experience of this movie, the storytelling nostalgia that this movie does stand by me, which I posted Mm -hmm. about, or I posted the Instagram images of, I think does the same thing. It's just without the monster. Yeah. And I think Castle Rock, the miniseries that it's Amazon, right? Is that Hulu or Amazon?
0: Is Castle Rock, is that the Shawshank Redemption, um, spinoff? What is that? Is that the Shawshank Redemption spinoff?
1: Um, yeah, it, it it is, and I didn't know that because I will not watch the Shawshank Redemption. Is that but the one though? Is it, that... it's, it's the one. No, Castle Rock's the TV series that has the Shawshank Redemption prison building, prison in it. <laughs> but screw that; it's not what it's about. Um, the the, uh, uh, the I think that series does this same thing, yeah, extraordinarily effectively with the same link back to children, all of that stuff, with the madness of the science fictiony plot, all of that junk and I think it does it really well and one of the reasons may be it's long form right and that may be part of the issue and we talked about that before right would this be
0: better as a six part yeah, series and, or something you know I yeah. went
1: back and I watched hunks of the original short min- miniseries like two night event right and uh, I watched the Honest Trailer on it which is fantastic if you want to watch a funny Honest Trailer watch the Honest Trailer on the old it and I'd seen some of it previous to, to watching and it is they do the same thing, hmm. just with really extraordinarily bad special effects. Right. <laughs> and of much f- more foolish casting choices. The adults gotcha. the kids are great. Well the yeah. adults are not as strong there. Okay. We have strong adults. And part of the reason is because like this, they're casting people people know now. Right. And some of them just aren't the right choice. Right. They went for comedy in a way and they were working out of their their budget. But Th- those things don't do it better, but there at least we should mm-hmm. acknowledge that it's present.
0: There. Yeah. Um, do you want to update your rating? Would you still keep huh. your rating from the first sec- segment? I, I really
1: think this is a watch at home movie. As long as you have sound, and we've said that before.
0: That's what I, I wrote. That's what here. I wrote down as well. I would say home viewing. You're going to be happier watching this at home as long as you have some uh, some decent audio. Um, put some headphones in. Get a sound bar. Go go over to a friend's house who has a sound bar. Like I don't know. Like just. Don't watch it on with your TV speakers or your laptops or your iPad or phone speakers. Don't do that.
1: Unless you have like wildly good headphones. Right. Use your headphones. Use your headphones. And do that. Yeah, I think that that's the way I would say it. And I would not say that about the first film. Right, I would say go to the. Go to it's the funny though.
0: Somewhere. I was like very happy watching the first film here. And
1: agreed, I think it's perfectly acceptable mm-hmm. on the home screen, but I could I could say it would have been fun to watch in the theater. Go though. to a theater, not yeah. don't miss it in a theater. Well, it's the same
0: the way that like I really like watching Jaws on my couch, but like watching Jaws in theaters is so much a whole more fun. Different so, thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, uh Yeah, that's all we, I got. Uh,
1: the uh, I found one other article I'm gonna just reference, go for and it. that's a horrible article from GameSpot about the <laughs> top ten movie sequels that are better than the original. I think most of their list is dumb. Uh, no offense, GameSpot, don't, I mean- you that's can a, It's a little offensive, I guess. Um, but Evil, Te- Evil Dead 2 is their number one, and I think that is one of the great sequels to a horror film right. that really works. It redefines and builds a mythology that's really interesting, and it is not nostalgic. It's not hmm. sentimental in any way. And uh, I also would say that in the Purge movies, the later Purge movies are better than the early Purge
0: movies. I haven't movies. seen any of the Purge. They're,
1: they don't have to, um, uh. but you can. That, is that it amazing? Can
0: I just start anywhere within the Purge series and just watch? I think almost. They just surely, stand alone? Because they're doing okay. the same thing. Right. The, the, I understand are, the concept. So, and they're
1: yeah. ultimately not horror films as far as I'm concerned. They're action-adventure right. films. That's, that's, and every time I've watched them, I'm like, wait, there's so many machine guns. This is an action-adventure <laughs> film. Uh, so there we go. That's Yeah, I think we're done. I think cool. we're in good shape.
0: Cool. Guys, thank you so much for watching the Racking Focus podcast or listening, listening, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I always say watching. It's we with do these say stupid cameras camera in front signs. of me. Um, guys, we want you to be a part of this conversation. So please, please, please head to our website, RackingFocusPodcast.com. And you can find us on all of our social platforms, including a private Facebook community where you guys can join in on the conversation. We do some polls in there, we uh, do some. Just some random conversation about the movies that you guys are seeing uh and you're staying up to date with the movies that we're seeing so please join us there you can find us on twitter at pod focus uh and on instagram at racking focus podcast along with gmail email us at rackingfocuspod at gmail.com.
1: Remember on the website, you can find out what we're seeing next. uh, And so you can go there, check it out, go check the film out so that you can be in tune with us as we're doing reviews week by week, if you want to have that experience with us. And even though the Facebook group is private, you just have to go to our regular page So search racking focus podcast on Facebook. And from there, you can make a request to join that private group. We want to make sure that we have people engaged there and it's a ton of fun that's a great place yeah, to be
0: yeah um the next movie that we are seeing is the goldfinch is the goldfinch right? the goldfinch uh cinematography by uh roger deakins one of my favorites i don't know who is directing though. And i
1: don't know who either and that someone's going to smack us about that yeah. But i'm thinking about it chapter two and so i'm not thinking about that that's yet. true so we're, but we're going to go see it next week and we will uh be back here in your homes. We have uh, some mini-sodes coming out over the next couple days. And we uh, hope that you'll follow Instagram because not only are we just posting our experience, but we are making recommendations of other films to watch either in conjunction with what we did or or elsewhere. So please uh, go check that out and participate in that conversation.
0: Cool. Well, thanks again for watching and we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus Podcast.